Hey y'all, we're going to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival this year on August 25th through 27th, 2023 in Austin, Texas. Come join us and get 15% off your ticket with our promo code C. That's C-E-E at the checkout. Thank you all so much for listening to us and we will see you there. Oh, no next Tuesday? Not this time? This is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells Kant. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to another episode of the See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm Jesse. I'm the ringmaster of the shit show. <laughs> Otherwise known as Amanda. Yeah, we'll call me that today. Sure. Sure, why not? And we update from last episode. Just had some of your pretzel bread with the beer cheese. It was delicious. Thank you. Very, it was very good. better fresh. It's incredible still. I heated up, I think, a little too long, and the pretzel was a little rubbery, in my opinion, but... Hmm. Well, I need some carbs for this tequila I'm drinking before noon. <laughs> Someone's got to soak this shit up. That's but right. also, let's go here. Like, Mary Berry and Prue aren't, like, judging you right now. So I think you're going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, oh, I didn't expect, ju- I didn't care Paul. if people were judging me. I was just saying, oh. like, to make it through the episode, I needed some carbs. No, 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 I know. I'm just saying, like, you were going, like, saying that the bread was, like, over, whatever. Don't oh. worry about it. Paul Hollywood isn't going to be like... This is raw or whatever the fuck. Oh, no, no, no. When it comes to my baking, I'm a fucking perfectionist. Mm-hmm. That's why I love baking, but I don't make cakes because I think when I decorate them, I they're terrible. Like, I can't decorate cakes. And my daughter's like, Mom, your cakes are amazing. You made the most amazing cakes for us when we were kids. I'm like, you're a kid. You thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. I would say that you're really talented in ways that you don't even know. Like, you're like, I guess. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, you can bang out. Well, for instance, let's use this podcast episode, 15 pager in like a day. And it's written in a very like narrative fashion where you're like, oh, it's going to happen next. You know what I mean? Like, they just like off the top of your head, just like, yeah, okay, this, this, this. And I'm like, really? You just don't even have to think about that and you just do it. Which. So. If you want your podcast episode <laughs> written, I will do it for the low price of $14.99 and a subscription price of $10 a month. So $14.99, that's a little low, sis. Is it, oh, oh, okay, my bad. Sorry. What what, what, is it, what are they going for? I don't really know. Oh. I just I'm just thinking $14.99. So I'm a little oh, low. I, I just off the top of my head. Ass, more like it. But yeah. <laughs> ass yeah that's why i don't do cakes is because i think they look terrible when i decorate them and i'm going with breads and if it's not perfect yeah we're all our own worst crit- critic though always like we're always like oh it's never good enough you know what i mean it's like oh, it's not what i because also i think like you may have a picture in your head and if it doesn't match exactly it's like fuck why is it not exactly that? You know what I mean? It's like, remember when I made those cookies? Yes. The fancy cookies. Yes. The bougie cookies. Yes. I only took the best ones to work. The rest of them stayed at my house. Right. Right. So you're like, I'm going to eat the one with like the wonky head and like the misshapen arm at home. 
And then all you guys get the good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the note of shows, since we're kind of talking about Bake Off, which, I mean, British Bake Off's amazing. It's one of the most comforting shows on the planet. I wanted to update you. I did finally finish the latest season of Handmaid's Tale. I finally emotionally got there and was like, okay, I can handle this. Oh, I finished that so long ago. I know. It's been a minute. Everyone else has finished it, so I feel comfortable talking about it now. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the latest season or any season... Hit the arrow. Hit the arrow. Come back when we're talking about murders, besides the show, but whatever. I fucking loved it. The way that they started off this last season, I was like... I don't even remember how it ended. That's how long ago. Dude, it was... It was wild. The train... Oh, yeah, the train. Mm. Fucking A. I'm so stoked. That's right. I'm they so stoked. They both ended up mm-hmm. on the train together. And that's all we're going to say. It was incredible. It was incredible. Like, at first I was like, okay, this is boring. And then I was like, how is she not being prosecuted? And then I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then it got real interesting from there. And the writing has never, hasn't missed. The storyline hasn't missed. I think the problem is, is that it's just so close to reality that it, it's hard to watch, which is why it took me so long. Yes, that is so true. I was like, oh, especially with the recent legislations, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we're even closer now. This is great. This yeah, is I'm living in hands <laughs> made tell super. It's amazing. So how much did you love the meme that I sent you directly and posted on my Instagram the other day? Which one? You sent me a lot of me. About the drag. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, honestly, I just giggled because I'm like, why are y'all so on about drag? Like, it's just like, why why that specific thing? I mean... You know? Like, it's literally it, the most innocuous here, thing on the planet. I know why. I know why. Ready for this? Yeah. Because they don't want to do anything about the real problems, i.e. gun issues. Oh, okay. So we have to pick all of these things that aren't a problem. Uh-huh, uh-huh. To spend all of our time and tax dollars on. Yeah. In order to avoid doing something about the real problems. And it's like coded language for... Basically, they're just doing this because they want to show that they're against everything LBGQIA+. Like, everything that the community has. Well, and also... I might be a little bit confused. But I thought there was... A separation of church and state. <laughs> You're so funny. You're hilarious. <laughs> Stop it. I mean, and all of Girl. these things are like religious based. Mm. Sexual orientation. Mm. Abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dressing like another gender, which as we know is a construct. Like who gives a fuck? Uh, who, who you choose to love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All those are religious based. So right. you shouldn't be making laws about them. Even if you don't want to get into the religious part of them. How about this? It is not your decision what anybody does with their own bodies. True. And nor do that is a fucking dictatorship. Let's go here. Do you care really? No. Neither do I. I don't give a fuck. Like I do not give a fuck. Like honestly, even if one of those people that's making these laws decides to whatever they're doing right now, actually. In fact, let's just say whatever they're doing right now with their family. Going out and shooting ARs, whatever. I don't care. I as do long not as give they're a not fuck. shooting human beings. Exactly. Exactly right. I do not care. I couldn't care less, in fact. Literally. You want to know why? It's not, not my, it's not my fucking business. Nope. What you do on a Sunday. Nope. It's your life. It's your family. It's your world. It's whatever. As long as you're not hurting yourself or others, I don't care. I don't care. Exactly right. And that's... Yeah, I know. But then they care so... 
they care, quote unquote, so much they have to impose it on everybody else. But no what you're what. doing is opposing your religious beliefs upon me. Right. I don't have those beliefs. Right. So and how does that make it okay? there's supposed to be a separation of that. Well, see, now this is, this is the, the gray area. Unfortunately, that was never written down in our country. And man, had I wished. I was like, if y'all had just written that one sentence, please, that would have been amazing. But they didn't. It wasn't a letter from Jefferson to someone. I want to say Franklin. Both not great people, as we know. Although I do like Franklin a little bit better because he was just... He liked the ladies. He liked the French sex workers. He was very much that guy. Which, get it, man. He had them little glasses and shit. He was, he was a little bit of a daddy. Yeah. Do you also want to have the conversation we had on our oh, yeah, chats no. about like, considering wearing wigs? Oh, yeah, and, and makeup. And, and makeup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was our I, founding fathers, and that's what they mm-hmm, wore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, which nowadays would be considered, I'm sorry, what? I think it was, a, d- I think you pronounce it drag? D- 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 something like that. Drag, dra- something around there. Men wearing wigs and hose hmm. and makeup is drag? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I just feel like. There's a simple solution for this, and it's mind your own fucking business. Mm-hmm. Mind your fucking business mm-hmm. and live your life. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. that easy. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, you know, if the more you open your mind, the more you realize that we're all we're, we're all the fucking same. Here's the thing. We're all the fucking same. If you got to know these people, you would know these are some of the most caring, sweet loving, amazing human beings on the planet. Absolutely agree. And a lot of times, they've been through some of the worst shit you've ever heard in your life. But yet, they're not angry. Nope. Jaded. Hateful. Hateful. They take it, and they take that energy, and they create incredible art, known as drag, and known as ballroom, and known as fucking the LBGTQIA plus community. And guess what? If I want to take my child to a drag show that is my fucking choice as a parent correct the problem not is not your choice right they associate gender with sex and in, and sex for them is one meaning but you know what it has one meaning and that's it but guess what do you know in peter pan most of the people who play peter are women oh yeah but for years but that's not considered drag. And so you can still take your children to see Peter Pan with a woman playing Peter. Mm-hmm. That doesn't fall under this new law. Yeah. The other interesting thing is the book banning. Have you read the Bible? <sighs> Has anyone read the Bible? And the number of murder, rape, incest, drag. I mean, God, name, name a thing that happened. It's in the Bible. And, so, and guys, let, really think about what you're doing here. Let me. Let me. Let's you in on a little some little secret for you. A humans with blood and skin and things like that, like you and I are the ones who fucking wrote the Bible. And there was also abortions in there as well. Yes. Yep. So you're gonna tell me that's wrong? It's it's a tough road to hoe, but here's why. Because and I'm saying this as someone who, you know, I again I, I've told this many times. I don't know what I believe. I used to be Lutheran. I believe in God. Maybe there is a God and maybe there is a, 
I do believe in the collective unconscious, definitely. That, 100%. Universe, whatever you want to call it. But as someone who used to be in that world, when you're told that this book is like a scientific textbook type of truth, you're going to defend it with everything in your power, correct? Just like we defend fucking gravity. It exists, correct? Right? It's here. We physically feel it all the time. It's why we're stuck to the planet. So... Be, if you have that level of, this is what I believe, it's really hard to go against that and have someone unbelieve that. It's taken me years to get to this point. It, years. You know, it's just the whole cherry picking thing. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It, yeah. It, it, it's just the cherry picking. It's the, it's okay. You're going to tell me abortion's not okay, but it happens in this book that you're telling me says it's not okay? Right. You know, I, it's hard. It's really, and really to your point, it's, it is a distraction. It is a distraction. It gets us riled up. It so, gets us angry. So they, can, so they can do other even worse shit. That we're not realizing that they're doing. Yes, exactly. Which not like it's not worse. Or because, i.e. not doing. Exactly. They're basically trying to erase an entire, multiple communities, actually, multiple communities on the planet from the history of black people in America they're trying to erase all of that. They're trying to erase drag and all the people from our Rainbow Army that we love. They're trying to erase reality. And here's the thing. You can't. It's real. And, and under the guise of, but we're protecting our children from this. It's like, look, I get that at certain ages, kids can't comprehend certain things. That, we're not arguing here. Fine. But you, in order to prepare a child for society, I feel... Again, not a parent, but I feel that they should know everything about the society that they're about to enter into whenever you prepare them to be an adult, correct? Mm -hmm. And whether you like it or not, whether your beliefs believe it or not, there are gay people. There are drag performers in society. There are transgender men and women in society. Mm -hmm. There are these people. There are black people in society. You cannot erase them. And so without knowing context around their histories... It doesn't allow you to be set up as a, a fully functioning member of society because without understanding your society. You, you won't know how to interact with those people. Correct. You only have one frame of reference. And just having that one frame of reference, and I'm speaking from experience, fucking sucks. Because you walk into a room thinking you know everything about everything. You don't know shit. And then you come off and you are essentially... I must say idiot, but like, what's the word for that? Mm -hmm. You're ignorant to mm -hmm. everything around you. It, but, it does. It's a disservice the, to you. And the thing is, you're not intentionally ignorant. No. Because you're not that adult that chose to be ignorant. You are forced upon ignorance. Exactly. These, and that's, that's which what is I'm worse more, to me because yes. you had adults choose for you. Correct. Which I feel is horrendous and having had that happen to myself and I don't want to speak for you but kind of right it's well ish, not I, in the, not I in the religious in a different way. time that's true that's true because true. I grew up in a time where as a society it wasn't talked about mm -hmm. it wasn't mm -hmm. my household that told me it was wrong it was a society as a whole it Correct. was like, Jennifer and Jessica are dancing together at prom. Do you think they're lesbians? Right. It, not because I thought it was wrong. Because it was, oh, that was just becoming a, open. And, yeah, in the world. And, I, yeah. 
I yeah. almost said that was it was just because becoming a thing, but not a thing in where the- lesbianism was a thing, but a thing to where people were just starting to talk about it. Correct. So I just grew up in the beginnings of that cusp, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Absolutely. And it wasn't it society hit it. They've always been there, guys. Like this isn't like why are they all of a sudden out? It's like, no no no, it's not all of a sudden. No. They've always been here. Yes. Every one of these people. Okay. They've there, had to hide until now. There <laughs> are people who are boomers that were gay. Yep. That married and had children who then later in life got divorced and who are just now living who they are. And just not, now getting married to the man or the woman that they wanted to. Not because they just now became gay, mm-hmm. but they just now are able to live their full truth. Exactly right. Exactly right. And how dare anyone negate someone else's fucking truth? How dare they? Like, honestly, like, it'd be like going up to someone and saying, your hair isn't brown. And you're like, but it is brown. And they're like, mm, no, it's blonde. And you're like, but it is brown. Imagine being gaslit to the point where you're like, maybe it is blonde. That's what those people had to go through. And then, of mm-hmm. course, they would, I mean, at a certain time in our history, it was actually illegal. They could be put in jail. They could be, I mean, even now. I mean, even now. What, what happens to transgender women that are murdered? Nothing. Nothing. Nobody looks into those crimes. I mean, it's, it's I, I horrifying. Personally, I personally think, do we, I don't know if we talked about privately or on the podcast. I personally think we have a serial killer in our town targeting gay men. And they're not doing anything about it. They're yep. saying they're drunk and they fell in the lake. And that, I'm right there with you because that's how all of these things start is, oh, they're runaways. Oh, you know how those people are and how they like to live in more high risk lifestyle. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. They're missing. And there's a pattern here. I don't give because, a shit. Because they're walking home from the bar. Yep. Along an area that is next to a lake. Mm-hmm. So they're drunk and they fell in and they happen to find their bodies in the lake. And it's like, okay, one is different than like multiple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think they just yeah. found another one. Did they? Mm-hmm. Girl, you might be onto something there. I'm not lying. And also... I'm not the only one that thinks this. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. That makes total sense. I think that as a society, the more of us just stay on the side of that's fucking stupid, the better. And as hard as it is to persevere through this, guys, and we're right there with you, it fucking sucks ass. I mean... It's worth it if we're with people like y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can do this. We at, will get through this bullshit. At the end of the day, I think we need to stand up for what we believe in. Yep. You need to vote. And you need to get the people around you to vote and vote for what you believe in. Yeah. Not for who you think's going to win. Right, exactly. And actually vote for the change you want to actually see, you know? And yes. Not because your mom and daddy told you this how we vote. No, no, no. What do you want? What do exactly you want? Exactly right. And not only that, actually vote. Not go... Mm, well, I don't like anyone. Okay, well, all politicians suck balls. Yeah, we, we know that. We're not saying that the Democrats are better. God, no. We're just saying at this point, there is a line. There's a massive difference. So it's, you have to pick the lesser of two evils and yeah. pick the one you think is going to actually 
align with what you believe and hopefully move society forward mm-hmm. you know that's the idea is we can't keep going back to the early now it's 1900s it was the 1950s now we're just you know hey we're in like 1875 now you guys yeah exactly i mean like throw kids back in the old factories there i mean my kid's not quite the age to work but he could fucking work let's let's get him sewing some garments yeah somebody's got to do it right might as well get that child labor here instead of some other country I mean, like, what are we doing? Legitimately, like, what are we doing? This is why I haven't been reading the news. As soon as I saw those go into effect, I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm, 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 I gotta, I gotta take a break from this. This I mean, maybe China's onto something with that eight-year-old sewing underwear. (sighs) They're not. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just be real. No, we cannot be doing these things. Like, the reason we've advanced so far in society up to this point, and the reason why we have laws, like that is so that kids don't work in factory i don't i don't know anyway Uh, anyway anyway okay i i actually have something different ready for this i have an oscar pistorius update oh my god yeah okay going back a couple to our valentine's day episode right that was my v-day episode That that was so he was up for parole oh did he get did he get parole no bitches aww Blade Runner was denied. (laughs) He's up for parole how many more times? Like every year now? So he will stay in prison for another 16 months. Okay. And then he'll be up for parole again. Okay. Got it. So they just kind of like every year and a half or so, they're just like, hey, what are we doing here? I don't know the full, like, if he was an abusive boyfriend as well. If he was, I would say stay there. If this was a one-off, I'm kind of like, okay, I think he served his time. That's a me thing, though. That's a me thing. Because you love the Blade Runner. I do. No, but beyond that, I also feel like at some point it goes beyond punitive and then it just becomes cruel. You know what I mean? I will admit he did do time and was out and then they put him back in. So I can't remember how much time he already served. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. I mean, maybe there was a reason why he was denied parole. Yeah. I honestly, I got this information from Bruce Hilton. Oh, well, I mean, hey. We all know that's a reputable news source. And obviously, I didn't get all the information. <laughs> and I also didn't read the whole article. I literally just saw... You're like... I screenshotted it. I literally just saw Paralympic runner, hashtag Oscar Pistorius, denying parole. The far- former Olympian will have to stay in prison for at least another 16 months for the 2013 murder of girlfriend Reva Steenkamp. And I was like, oh, I got to talk about that screenshot. Yeah. I didn't click the link to ESPN.com. Well, no. Why would I do that? No. Do you think I'm going to bring you the real news? No. No. That's not what this is for. Come on, guys. <laughs> if you want the real news, go to ESPN.com, guys. Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> Jeez. I'm like the knockoff of the sun. I'm the five below version of the sun. Oh, God. You're like sun adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <gasps> I just saw that and I just wanted to let you know. No, no, that's a good update. Who else? I saw another one. Oh, our girl, the Native American girl who lives in Texas here from the Karakawa tribe got engaged. My star child. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Yeah. So she actually just recently got engaged. And I meant to tell you all that too. I was like, oh, she got engaged. We should send her a gift. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't think about that. That's a really good idea. Yeah, and then, of course... That's my love language. No, of course. Absolutely. And then, of course, our, Dil- our girl Dylan and, like, JVN are now, like, essentially, like, auntie and niece. And I'm just like, fuck, oh, my God, my life is complete. 
My life is complete. You know how I feel about that. I do. But you, girl, I know you feel like you found her first. However, like, it's okay. We can share friends. I share you with your work wife. I don't get mad at that. Mm? We can do this together. <laughs> no, I was really stoked. I was like, oh my God, this is, the, this is what needs to happen. This is what needs to happen in life. I'm so happy. I'm glad you're happy about it. I'm happy I found Anthony on his new Bake Off show. He's so adorable. I just love Anthony to death. He is the human corgi. He is a human corgi. Speaking of corgis, how much did you love the Lego April Fool's joke? <laughs> if y'all have not seen Lego's April Fool's joke, go to Lego's Instagram right now. Go to April 1st and you'll see it. It's incredible. That oh was great. God. That's a good one. Can you imagine if you're the people that actually got this Lego oh, set? I would treasure that set for the rest of my fucking life. I'm so mad I didn't have this. Me too. What like status like level do you need to be at? Like, is there like a point? I mean, I know they have a VIP membership and a point system, but like what, what level do I get the free fucking thing where I can like build the thing? You know? I don't know. Do they still sell it? Do you think that? I may need you get on that. I will keep them entertained till then. Please. Legos. My hubby came through for my birthday. I don't think I told them. And he got me the coveted original NES Lego set. And you guys, I don't know if you're into Legos like we are, but this original NES Lego set is an old school TV. You can crank it and Mario jumps through the game The game is all Legos. The NES is all Legos. I'm telling you, I built moving Lego set. I, I'm looking, I'm like looking at it right now and I'm obsessed. Like you have to put the cartridge in guys, like old school it. I I can't believe I remembered. I was like, I know exactly how to put this fucker in. I even blew it off before, even though knowing it was, I was it's a Lego. I don't care. It's just like, you know, cause you gotta blow, you know. Make sure it's got all the dust out of it. And then you put it in the cartridge. And yeah, the cartridge goes in. It goes it down, down. Yeah. And you can pop it back up and take it out. And then you turn the crank and Mario goes through the game. And like, this was the greatest thing in my life ever. And in true relationship fashion that we have, the hubby and I. So when I found out that this Lego set was hard to obtain and it was like twice the price, I kind of like got upset because I didn't get it for Christmas. And I was like, look, it's $400 now. No, I'm never going to get it. And he was like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's $400. He had already purchased it for my birthday. He and- was doing that whole thing where he's like, oh man, that really sucks. Like, like really like digging it in. Uh-huh. And you're like, you bitch. So I opened yeah, it. Time. And the first thing he says to me was, do you feel like the asshole now? <laughs> And did you say, yeah, I go, mm, maybe a little bit. He goes, are you going to apologize now? I go, mm, probably not. Like that's not going to happen. That's hilarious. Oh my God. But no, he definitely did. Right. I'm glad that he was like, look, I'm, I'm good. Just yeah. Siri likes to wake up every once in a while. Just literally click anywhere. She's gone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I was like, he, he knew what he was doing. Let's just put it that way. So the whole story is my older children were supposed to get me this Lego set for Christmas together and split the cost or whatever. But apparently one of them was, did not want to spend that much money on their mother. (laughs) And so that didn't happen. And then Christmas morning, he was like, what the fuck? Y'all were supposed to get this for your mother. And that's why he got me 
The DeLorean. Okay. Because he was like, shit, 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 shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. he thought the children were going to give me this. Well, naturally, I'm with you. I was, I'd be the same as him. Like, you guys were supposed to split this thing. What the hell? When I threw my little timber tantrum about, oh, my God, now this is so expensive. I'm never going to get it because you're never going to pay this much for Legos or allow me to. Right. He had already bought it. Nah. This guy. And that's why you keep him around. Mm-hmm. He also helped fix my little... <laughs> you should see podcast stand right now. Yeah, I've you got a little jank going Jesse's on. Mike, I kind of feel like we should Instagram this. <laughs> hey, you know, it. I didn't know a piece was missing from our little screw to screw in the mics to the stand. And hey, you know, this clamp is coming in handy. So I mean, Holla. it's because my garage is literally like a wood shop. Like we could have wood shop class. Well, he does build a lot of shit for y'all. He built these tables. He's he, building that wine yeah. rack downstairs. Yeah, it's a wine counter. Okay. So, how long do you think my kitchen counters are? I'm bad at... Eight feet? Measuring things. Let's say eight feet. So... Sure. Six to eight feet. Yeah. Fair. On the other side... So, it's open to my, like, dining room and living room. So, on the other side, he's building me a wine slash china cabinet the entire length of the counter. Underneath the countertop that sticks out about two feet. So, underneath the countertop... He put in where you can slide the wine glasses in and they hang like at the bar. Yep. And then he put in wine bottle holder. Underneath it. Underneath the wine glasses. And then the shelf under that is my china where there's ridges to where my plates, china plates are going to stand up. And then underneath that is a shelf for my stemless wine glasses. Dude, it's incredible. He's really nailing it. That's why he has all this stuff. Because yeah. you have him doing all these projects, like the wine kegerator, which is coming. Oh. Yeah. But next is my plantation shutters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to build me plantation shutters for all the windows downstairs. Really pretty. Because I love to open the windows, which I did do yesterday because it was so nice. Oh, it was gorgeous. But I had to lock the cats up in the bedroom. Right. Because I'm afraid they're going to push the screens out. Oh, yeah. Because I did have a cat run away. Like that one. Oh, yeah. And they would. Trust me. It's... I actually... I was pregnant with my oldest twins on bed rest. So when the cat got out, I couldn't go find it. Right. No. And he claims he tried, but I don't think he tried. He's like, I looked around the neighborhood. He's just like, eh. (laughs) Exactly right. Yeah. Well. But now he's invested in the two you have now. So he's like, all right. So he's going to build me plantation shutters from, like, he did this. Like, he went and bought, like, a two-by-four or whatever. And then just cut them up uh-huh. and literally built them. Not, like, buy them, guys. We're not talking about, like, install. We're talking about, like, build mm-hmm. like, and then install. Like, cut the wood and cut the ridges and cut the thing. And, and he stained it. Like, that's white stain. Oh, nice. That's going to be really pretty. Mm-hmm. And what he has on the door right now is not what's going to stay. That was just something he found in the garage. We're putting chicken wire Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be plexiglass. Like in between? Be- around the wire? Like in front of the wire. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's going to be sick, dude. I'm excited. You know. Come over and see the progress. Yeah. He really just has the doors left to do, and I have to pick out knobs. Yeah. Yes. So, 
You wouldn't think picking out knobs for cabinets is difficult. difficult. It's hard, right? I'm really picky when I'm designing things. Me too. Me too. I'm the same way. Like I went to Home Depot once because same thing. We were like looking at knobs. I didn't find any I liked. That's why none of our cabinets have knobs for one. But also I was like, I kind of like the clean look anyway. So I was like, F it. But you're so right. Like I Um, was super picky. I was like, nah. Go on Wayfair. You might find something you like. That's true. Yeah. I'm just really picky and I know exactly what I want. And I did find something I wanted on Wayfair. And I was like, I love these. This is what I want. So my wine slash china cabinet is going to have five doors. It came in a set of four and it was the last package. (sighs) Of course it was. So one is going to have no knobs. So I'm not buying them, obviously. So now I still have to find knobs. You're like, and I'm back to the drawing board again. Mm -hmm. It's like whenever you buy hot dogs and hot dog buns, it's like a pack of 10 hot dogs and a pack of eight buns. Exactly. And you're like, fuck my life. Like, Like, what the hell? Hot dog industry. You know what it is? It's big hot dog. I'm telling you, it's all (laughs) a fucking conspiracy. Because they want you to buy two packages of hot dogs Mm -hmm. and one package of buns. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying exactly right. Oscar Mayer, get your shit together. Seriously, what is with that? Like, you're like, God dang it. And then you just have like hot dog buns for no fucking reason in your cabinet for years. Hamburger buns the same way. Yep. Like, why are there eight fucking buns in a package? There's only three people in my family. I don't don't need eight fucking buns. Make it an even number. Like, eight is even. Well, I guess what I mean is like, if, if, make it even with like five patties, five buns, eight hot dogs, Eight buns. You know what I mean? Or like just make even. smaller packages. Like or, yeah. make a four pack of a buns. A four pack. Exactly. Four pack of buns, four pack of hot dogs, whatever. I only want to throw out one bun, not five. Exactly. Because, I mean, we all know we're not going to use the rest of the fucking buns. Not in the time that it takes for them to mold. They're going to be sitting there molding. Although I did see an <laughs> a shit post, essentially, about took a hot dog bun. Okay, so it's not savory, it's sweet. So just go with me on this. Because a hot dog bun by itself is fine. Right. It's neutral. Right. So jelly on one side. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what was on the other. Peanut butter. Let's go with peanut butter. In the middle was a banana. I would eat that. Because if it's it just... It's just it'd be, it would be better toasted, absolutely. But I'm kind of like, okay, I see the joke here, but also that's actually a really good idea. And I would totally do it. If I were in a college, <laughs> are you kidding me? That would be my breakfast. Every fucking day. Because I love peanut butter and bananas and all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, if you add bacon, then that's an Elvis Presley. And then, well, I mean, granted, he also had like a pound of butter with it. But Lord knows that didn't help him at all. Uh-uh. So don't recommend. I've been eating a Magic Spoon cereal for breakfast. I told you it's incredible. Vanilla almond milk. It's good, right? I have been buying the single serving cups on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I went to their website because I thought if I could subscribe for these, subscribe to these on their website, I'd rather do that. Yep. They only sell the boxes on their website. Yeah, we do, we have the subscription. And oh my God, we've canceled or, or paused a few times because we're like, we have too much cereal. Mm-hmm. They kept sending it to where we had to like give it away. We were like, <laughs> look, we actually cannot physically eat such much cereal. So please. <laughs> So we'll give you some. <laughs> you want some cereal? Yay! <laughs> but no, which which flavor do you like? I love them all, but I think the peanut butter is my favorite. It's good. Yeah. It's Especially with the almond milk. Mm-hmm. And just so you all know, all of what we just said was no, none of which is an ad. We legitimately just do these things, like oh, Wayfair, yeah, all that shit. Yeah, like, no, I mean, no. although, holla if y'all want to, like, we're yeah, open to that. No, I literally <laughs> we don't. J- 
just eat that cereal because it has protein. And it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's healthy. And I don't feel bad eating like their Fruit Loops and feeling like, oh God, I'm eating like a gallon of sugar. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I've been, I had, because my old medicine, I had to eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. And I was on a mission to find healthy breakfast once I changed my eating habits which you wouldn't know from the whole pretzel beer change situation. <laughs> hey, man, we got to treat yourself. I you mean, treat everyone, yourself. Come every on. once in a while, you have to, like, if you completely, you like, take that shit out, then yeah. eating healthy won't, you won't continue to do it. Exactly right. But, yeah, no, it was a whole, because I did ask you about it first. I was like, hey, have you heard of this? And you're like, oh, my God, we love it. Like, we love it. Okay, I'm going to, because I take it to work and I eat it at work because I don't have time to eat before, before I leave you in leave. the mornings. You leave early. Like, it's dark outside early. Because I've taken my kid to school. I know. The single cups work perfect for me. And then I have these little containers that I got when we were doing Home Chef. And so I put my milk in these little containers. Perfect. And then I get to work. I open my cereal, pour my milk in. That's amazing. That's so great. I love that. I mean, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And also, that's delicious. I do love that. Because I don't like real milk. Like cow milk? Yeah. Oh, Okay. I don't think you've ever liked it. Not thinking about it. No. No, you haven't. Uh-uh. I, I'm an almond gal myself. Almond milk gal. Like, and, and it just started because like I was doing the vegan thing for a month and then I was like, actually, I really kind of like it. Yeah. I really I, like it. If I were to eat cereal, I would have eaten it dry mm-hmm. and not used milk. But now we have all these other options. Yes. And so I was like looking at the almond milk and I'm like, vanilla almond Oof. milk. This is going to be good. The best one, and I'm going to plug H-E-B because you know what we do. We know mm-hmm. how we do. Mm-hmm. H-E-B's brand, unsweetened vanilla flavored almond milk is the, fu- is that the one you get? Mm-mm. It's the fucking best, dude. Maybe it's it is unsweet- H-E-B brand. I don't know. It's whatever. But it, it's, it's vanilla flavored, but without the sugar. So you still get the vanilla flavor. Oh my God. It is so addicting. Cause like you said, if you add it, you can make like a smoothie with it. It just oh, makes it so much creamier. Mm-hmm. I just love it. I'm with you. I love it. So good. And I'm hungry again. Why do we do this to ourselves? Because we love food. Yeah, that's true. We do truly love food. Legitimately do. I love food so much. Does your person day have anything to do with food? I He probably didn't get much food. Oh, no. Okay. So do we need to SP the episode at any point? Should we just do it now? Yes. Okay. SP. Yes. yes. From the get-go. From the get. So just like go to my good person whenever you're ready to not listen to this. What are the SPs so people know? Child abuse. Okay. Sexual abuse. Self. Abuse. Self-abuse? Suicide. Okay. Okay. So those three things. So if y'all obviously totally get it, totally understandable, scroll to the end. If not, join us on this horrific journey. Yeah. It's a terrible journey. Join me now. So you're saying there's no atomic wedgie? No atomic wedgie. Damn it. I'm sad and I haven't even started yet and I don't even know. I don't want to tell you now. Can we just go to your new person? Like <laughs> I was like. Okay. So Christian was born January 14th, 1999. I was already out of high school. To Bianella, Susana, and Jose Antonio Fernandez. Okay. How do you like my pronunciations? You nailed it. I'm always excited when I can say names. I know. I, very well. 
like I spell some stuff out for myself and then sometimes I still trip and I'm like, really? Really? So Jose was 20 years old. Bianella was only 12. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to let that sink in for a hot sec. His parents, those are his parents. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, that starts off real bad. That's bad. And that's like, guys, we're at the pay, at the point where that should be 12 and 99. Mm-hmm. That's basically how old I was. So I'm trying to think of marrying a 20-year-old. They weren't married. Oh, they, were, they weren't? Or just mm-hmm. even getting together like that with a 20 Yeah, no, that's, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Yes, Jose was criminally charged due to, and I put in quotations, <sighs> I'm air quoting, the relationship, but he avoided, avoided jail time by vowing to raise his son. So instead of jail, Jose was given 10 years probation and had to register as a sex offender. Okay, fine. So Jose was a regular fixture in Christian's life, but not the primary caregiver. This didn't last long. It lasted until Jose jumped ship and ghosted the family. He should have been put in jail at this time. Yeah, he should have been like, and you violated your parole, so goodbye. He did not. I don't really need to say... <laughs> I say this, but Bianella was not able to care for Christian alone. She's a 12-year-old girl. She's She's 12. 12. And the only, air quoting this, help she had was from her 34-year-old mom, who was an addict. Oh, no. So her, quote-unquote, help was really unreliable. Oh, no. This is bad. So let's do this math. Her mom was 34. She was 12. She was 22. Yeah. When she had to be an Ella. Yeah. It's just all bad at this point. It's just all bad. I said this was bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, you did. You warned me. So when Christian was two, he was found dirty and naked, walking by himself by himself outside of a Florida motel. So Christian and Bianella, who was 14 at the time, were taken away from Bianella's mother's custody and put into foster care. So both her and her son mm-hmm. were taken away from her mom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Unfortunately, things didn't get better for Christian and Bianella. When Christian was seven, Bianella started dating and then married Luis Garraga, Garraga Blanco. Okay. Luis Garraga Blanco. When Luis entered Christian and Bianella's life is actually when Jose decided to enter stage left. Stage left again. Yeah. Loop back around. So that's that's when he goes to the family. Like, I think he was in Christian's life up until that point. He was like, okay, cool. You got a new dad now. Bye. Pretty much. You're a stand-up guy, Jose. That's, yeah. By the time Bianella was 23 years old... She had had three more children by Luis. God almighty. Oh, honey. Oh, that's a lot. So when Christian was seven, that would have made... She's 19. Mm -hmm. She's 19. And Mm -hmm. then she cranks out three kids in four years. Mm -hmm. Oof. Mm -hmm. Honey. So many people close to the family would say that Luis had a bad bad temper and was abusive towards Christian and his siblings. Neighbors had noticed that Christian was always quiet and withdrawn, 
And he was the one solely responsible for doing all the chores, even the adult tasks in the house, like cooking and cleaning. On October 27th in 2010, when Christian was 11, he went to school with a swollen eye, and the school actually did their job in this case, and they called the authorities. That's good. That's good. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Good job, public, Florida public school system. When the officers asked him what had happened to his eye, he told them that Luis, his stepfather, had punched him in the face that morning. Christian was then taken to the hospital and examined for retinal damage. Love, loving all of that. All of that's good. All of that is great. So while Christian was at the hospital, the school called Bianella and also the Department of Children's Services to the school to discuss Christian's allegations. So they called the mom, they called child services. They were like, everyone come to the school. We need to talk about what's going on. That seems, again, what is supposed to happen in these cases, right? Like, let's all talk it out. If there's real abuse here, then here's what's going to happen. If not, then this is a misunderstanding. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Loving all of this. Yep. Louise then refused to come in for questioning. So the police then went to his apartment to arrest him. But Luis wouldn't answer the door or his cell phone. Of course, he's not stupid. Nope. So the police were not prepared for what proceeded to happen. Oh my God. Okay. So finally, a terrified little girl answered the door and immediately ran to a back bedroom with bloody little footprints following behind her. They then discovered Luis... Galarrego Blanca, dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to his head. Bro took himself out? Yes. And with kids inside the house? Yes. What a fucking jerk. Not only did he commit suicide, but he did it in front of his children. One-year-old David was found covered in blood. Jesus. Wait, so he, like... Like, not even in a different room? Like they Not were... even in a different room. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. We just got to pause. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I just need a second. That's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, guys. Like, and those kids are... are... I'm not going to say they're not going to remember because you do. You do. I remember a moment when I was a year and a half. So it wasn't a bad thing or anything like that. It was just like, I, I remember a fridge getting delivered and my mom was like, we, you got that. we got that when you were a year and a half. How do you remember? I'm like, I remember crawling up on a chair and seeing it being delivered. She's yeah. like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah. So just bear that in mind, guys, as you fuck up your kids. No, I'm just kidding. No, but for real, th- those kids are... Yes. <sighs> yes. So... It is believed that Luis killed himself to avoid prosecution for being the sh- for beating the shit out of Christian. Well, no shit. I think that's a little extreme. <laughs> I, I I mean I so obviously I'm going to make assumptions. Okay, yeah. Let's I'm going to make some assumptions about Luis. Okay. Obviously, Luis had his own traumas from his past that caused him to abuse these children. That also led to him committing suicide. Okay, so you're saying it's not just this one thing. It's it's this plus. It's like this Ye- pushed yes. him over the edge. Yes, because okay. a lot of I abusers ab- 
abuse their children because that's how they were punished as children. Yeah. They were abused as children, so yeah. they continue the cycle. It's cyclic. Cyclic. I know what you mean. Yeah. I can't say that C- word. Cyclic. Sure. Cyclical. 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 We got there. <laughs> we're fine, guys. We're really okay. We're doing great. <laughs> it's cyclical. Yes. So I think, I feel like this is a cycle Louise is continuing, yeah. right? Yeah. And also, there's probably a whole lot of other things going on with Louise for him to take this step. Because this is not a reaction to police wanting to speak to you not about your stepson accusing you of hitting him. I mean, no. I mean, it's different if... This is going to sound awful. It's different if the abuse is more rampant and has been building for a long period of time. And then this is like, we're bringing you in to the station kind of moment. You're being accused of sexual abuse. Right. Or, or like it's like decades worth of abuse for a kid or whatever else but you're right it is a little extreme for a black eye was what the kid had Mm -hmm. yeah so you're right there probably is something i I think there's a lot of history to louise sure that i don't don't know and also we're just gonna say this if you or anybody else is thinking this way if this is where your brain is at if you cannot get out of bed 988 text 988 mm-hmm. and they will help you mm-hmm. it sounds so insane it feels like a heavy lift to even text it but trust me we give a shit that you're here mm-hmm. people Correct. give a shit that you're here stay with us there were also allegations that he may have sexually abused christian mm. but the doctors who examined christian said that he showed no signs of long-term sexual abuse so long term, exactly right. Mm. I, does does that mean there was short? I don't know. Okay, okay. And that's never discussed again. Okay. So I don't really know. Right. We'll just leave that where it is. Right. On Monday, March fourteenth, two thousand eleven, one year after Louise had committed suicide, and when David was two years old and Christian was twelve, Christian was left at home to watch David. Honestly. I'm sure there are a lot of struggling parents that leave their 12-year-old home in charge of their younger siblings because they don't have a choice. And I'm not going to judge Ianella for that decision at all. No, because honestly, like, that's when I started getting left alone by myself. 12 years old. All the time. Exactly right. As long as they're they're mature enough and and make the right decisions. Yeah. Now, caring for a 2-year-old, it is a little different. However, again, who are we to judge? She could be like, shit, I got to work. This is, this, is my, this is my babysitter. This is what I got. Right? But a few months beforehand, Christian and David had been wrestling and David's leg got broken. Yes, kids will be kids and accidents happen. But this is probably a sign that Christian was not mature enough and too rough to be left alone with younger children. Yeah. Doesn't so understand. That's why... <laughs> I'm saying I was not judging her for that reason alone. I'm also adding this to it, and I feel like maybe she shouldn't have left Christian in charge of these children because maybe he wasn't ready mm-hmm. to watch younger kids. Because you're right. I mean, it, it you don't know the strength you have as a 12-year-old versus like a 2- or 5-year-old. You know, it, you are stronger, and roughhousing, you will roughhouse harder than kids. Right. So it's a little different. So 
five-year-old Vianella obviously thought it was okay to still leave Christian in charge of the young kids because, well, she did that day. And what occurred next would change lives and bring focus to how the judicial system handles serious juvenile cases. Okay, and also one other thing to note here, and I just thought of this, is Bianella was 12 when she got pregnant. Exactly right. So she may even be thinking, well, shit, I was basically an adult at 12. You were basically an adult at 12, right? Not saying it's right or wrong, just saying from her point of view, trying to see it through her eyes, Mm -hmm. you know? I was handling a, a baby baby. Well, kinda. Remember that baby but was she naked wasn't. and dirty at a motel. So. This is true. This is true. So in her head, she's probably thinking that way. So, and again, but we don't really know. We can't speak for someone else's brain. I didn't know Vanella personally right. back in the day. <laughs> we don't know. I didn't know her, but I feel her actions. It just wasn't the smartest decisions that she's making. And she's honestly, not making good decisions. I don't know where she went when she left them home alone. I do not know if she went to the store. I do not know if she went to work. I do not know if she went to the bar. Mm-hmm. I do not know where she was. And you know, it's not on us to judge any of those things. Because let's just say she did go to the bar because she's like, I'm fucking exhausted and I'm tired of the damn kids and I need a moment away. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it's also... it it. It's hard. It's hard to be a parent. It's well, hard to be a fucking parent. You know to be what? a single parent. I'm a judgy fucking bitch. <laughs> and I know what happens next. And I'm judging Vianella through the entire fucking story. Okay. Okay. So exactly what happened is actually unknown as the story has changed several times. But the basic facts are the same. Okay. So at some point while Vianella was gone, Christian started to physically abuse David. And was roughly and roughly shoved him into a bookshelf twice. Ooh. Were they roughhousing? I don't know. Did David do something? Did he misbehave? And Christian felt he needed to punish him, and that's the only type of punishment he knew. I don't know. The fact is, David was shoved into a bookshelf twice. Ugh, okay. Later, when Biennale returned home, Christian was worried about David. So he did show concern for David, and he immediately took his mom to check on him because he was unconscious. Oh, shit. Okay. But Christian has a conscience. Conscious? Conscious. Conscience. Right? Conscience. Thank you. I don't know why I cannot say that word. By saying, Mom, I I am actually really scared about my little brother. He's like, this happened while you were gone. I need you to come check on him. Come look. Come with me. Come with me. Good. That's good. He's not a sociopath. That's, that's exactly a good Exactly right. Okay. So Bianella decided to... Bianella went, found, saw David. She de- saw he was unconscious. She decided to change David's clothes, wipe the blood from his face, and put ice on his head. Despite the fact that David was unconscious and unresponsive. For how, for how long? I, I mean, long enough for you can change his clothes and shit. I mean, shit, I would be... I'd be up in the goddamn hospital by that point, right? She never called 911 and never rushed him to the, and she didn't rush him to the hospital immediately. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question. What is her, what is her legal status? Because, and I'm saying that tentatively because if you go in, they're like, you're, you are illegal. So remember she was in foster care. Yeah. So obviously she's legal. Okay. I'm just thinking, because you know, I can understand if she wasn't, why she wouldn't report. Because then she's like, oh, shit, they're going to deport me, my kids, my, you know, and I'm going to try to handle this on my own. 
it's never a good idea, no matter what your status is. So, just so you and, know. And but, remember, she dealt with CPS. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. Damn. So don't give her this bitch an out. Okay. So she's not completely cruel and cold hearted. She did eventually take David to the hospital four fucking hours later. Do you think it's just, okay, she was, yes, she is a cruel and cold hearted cunt. So what was she doing for four hours while her baby was lying unconscious? Do you know what she was doing? What was she doing? Well, she spent most of her time on the internet, of course. What else would she do? What do you think she was Googling? Do you think she was web MDing her son's symptoms to see what was wrong with him? <sighs> see if he needed to go to the hospital? Was she playing to Casey Anthony? Do you think that's what she was doing? Oh, God. I don't know. What, what was she well, doing? Well, you'd be wrong if you thought that's what she was doing. She did some online banking. She watched music videos on YouTube. She read some news stories about Pippa Middleton. My favorite. Of the Middletons. <laughs> David and Victoria Beckham. She even checked her email. Now, she does have a pin-sized heart because she did periodically search when someone gets knocked out and went to the coma Wikipedia page. She also went to a concussions website multiple times, but none of those things made her think, well, fuck, I should take my kid to the hospital. I'm just, I'm going to, okay, I, I know I'm being an apologist for her, and I don't mean to be. You need to stop because I'm going to fucking hit you. No, I know. I'm saying she has always been an inexperienced mother from the, personally because she was a fucking child to begin with. And then she had her children raised she by someone else. 24 years old. At 24 years old, you know what I did? I was on my way home from waiting tables mm -hmm. in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. And I saw a man lying on the side of the road with a bicycle. You know what the fuck I did? I called 911. You didn't run him over? I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I it, was it was me. Just kidding. I still called. I pulled yeah. into the parking lot of a hotel, called 911, and they were like, okay, we're sending someone. And I said, do you, I need to go back? Do I need to stay? What do you need from me? Yeah. No, I know. You're right. She is an adult at this point, and she can make better decisions because she's clearly making decisions that a 12-year-old would make, is what I'm saying. Like, mentally. Her son was like, mom, come look at David. Right. Right, and she's still like, okay. So then she just like wraps him up in new clothes and bandages his head, essentially, and that was it. And that was the end of the, okay. Yeah, okay, fair. She fucking up. I mean, I guess we should give her credit because she did eventually take David to the hospital. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, I don't think people understand how serious being knocked unconscious is. It is extremely serious. You can... Dude, CTE, dude. That's that's legitimate. That's a we real fucking discussed. thing. Chris Benoit. Thank you. I don't think he would have done anything that he did had that he not happened He would not have done what he nope. did if it was not. So she said she was hoping it was a concussion. So y'all, I did the research. And according to the Mayo Clinic, all the signs and symptoms of a concussion in kids are. Let me tell you. You tell me if David had any of these signs, okay? Mm-hmm. Headache or feeling pressure in the head. We don't know. He was unconscious. True. Nausea or vomiting. We don't know. He was unconscious. Balance problems or dizziness. We don't know. He was unconscious. Double or blurry vision. We don't know. He, he was, was unconscious. unconscious. Yeah. Sensitivity to light or noise. We don't know. He was unconscious. Feeling fatigued, sluggish, groggy, or dazed. We don't know. Unconscious. 
difficulty paying attention, memory problems. He didn't have a concussion because he was not conscious. Right. So obviously you should know it was a bigger fucking problem. Yeah. I mean, if, if you walked in, you would immediately go to the hospital, right? You'd be like, yes. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Yes. We're going to the, the no, hospital. I wouldn't. I would have called 911. Yeah. And here's the thing. I Googled signs of a concussion in children, and this was the first thing that came up, and I didn't even have to click on the web link. Right. It was just like bullet pointed out. Yes. Yep. So this cunt literally, okay, change his clothes, clean his face, put an ice pack on his head, and then go to the computer and go, okay, you're an unexperienced mom, you had a kid at 12, you don't really know how to parent. You're like, okay, let me see what's wrong with my kid. You think it's a concussion. You go to the computer. You read these things and you go, oh, if it was just a concussion, he would be awake. Your alarm bells and red flags should be going off. Right. It shouldn't have taken four hours. To then go, oh, maybe I should take him to a hospital. Exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah, all of these things that are signs of concussion, you, you have to be awake for. So she should have jumped immediately into action. And so that's why this bitch does not get a free pass with me. Mm. I'm done with her. So back when she took David to the hospital, poor little David fought for his life for two days before he could no longer fight anymore. Baby. And he passed away due to his injuries. Mm. The doctor said that in the four hours delay of treatment cost David his life. If yeah. he had received treatment immediately, he might have survived. Yeah. So April 1st, 2011, Bianella Susanna was arrested and charged with aggravated manslaughter of a child under 18 years of age by culpable negligence. And this was not just because of her delay in seeking medical treatment for his injury, but also because she was fully aware that Christian was responsible for breaking David's leg previously, and she chose to leave David alone with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. March 14th, 2011, Christian Fernandez was arrested for aggravated child abuse, but after David passed away, his charges changed. And mm. on June 3rd, 2011, he was indicted for first-degree murder. Okay, chill. That's a little intense. The kid is 12. Exactly right. Fucking relax, guys. Exactly right. Not saying he shouldn't be in juvie. Absolutely. That's what juvie's for. Not this. This is like first degree. First, again, this, let's go back to the fucking wedgie case. Really? Not even first degree murder, but they charged him as a fucking adult. Oh my God. Guys, we got to get better at this. This is, the human brain isn't fully developed until now they're saying like 24 to 27 years old. So you're telling me you're going to charge a child with an adult crime when an adult doesn't really happen until essentially 30. Exactly right. What the fuck are we doing? So in August, an interrogation by the Jacksonville police was actually suppressed by Judge Cooper. I don't have his first name. I would give him a shout out if I did. We like Judge Cooper. We love Judge Cooper because he suppressed the interrogation because they just, he decided, or I'm going to say they decided because I don't know Judge Cooper. Um, right. Christian neither understood his Miranda warning nor the implication of his waiving his constitutional rights. Shocking. A 12 year old didn't understand all that. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Cause they're 12. 
he didn't understand his Miranda rights or what waiving his Miranda rights would mean. Yeah, because they're 12. Because he's 12. He's a fucking child. It's exactly right. So. Yeah, kudos, Cooper, going like, this is a kid. Everybody in Florida, vote for Judge Cooper. Yeah. they seem Send him like- all the way to governorship. Just saying. <laughs> oh, God. So. I told you Christian's childhood for a reason and his background for a reason. <laughs> because the Florida State Attorney, Angela Corey, A-N-G-E-L-A-C-O-R-E-Y. Uh-oh, if she's spelling your name, you know it ain't good. <laughs> oh, no. Find this bitch. Uh-oh. This is cunt number two. She chose to try the 12-year-old as an adult for the death of his brother. She went as far to state that she had no choice and that despite the abuse, neglect, and other trauma that Christian suffered, there were many kids who come from even worse backgrounds who did not violently murder a young child. Okay, no. He did not violently murder his brother. It wasn't the intent. And even if, okay, yeah, he pushed his brother into the bookcase twice. But again... These are children. And then, and These then his mother came home and he was like, mommy, come see David. Mom, please help me because I think something's wrong with David, which shows that he did not intend to do the thing. It was an accident. And then it was like, oh shit, can you please help? You're the adult. Mm-hmm. Adult, mm-hmm. do adult things. If anything, it should be the opposite. She should get manslaughter and the kids should just be in juvie. At so, worst, is what I'm thinking. But it sounds like she's trying to make a name for herself or some fucking stupid-ass platform that she's trying to do. I don't uh, know what it is. But. We're, we're going to talk about her again. Oh, great. Okay, so I do have a paragraph on what I want to say about this. I'm going to read it word for word. Because I, I typed this. I'm just going to sit here with my drink. Yes. Because I can't. I want to say I do not believe Christian's intent was to murder his brother. I believe David did something that Christian thought he needed to be punished for, and that was the only type of punishment Christian knew. He saw his stepfather shoot himself, for God's sakes. This child has gone through so much trauma. I believe that with the proper treatment, Christian would have been able to deal with the trauma that he dealt with in his short little life. Unfortunately, it seems like he was not given the chance. Okay, all of that I agree with. All of that I agree with. I mean... The kid did see that. That is extremely traumatizing. And maybe this is his way of acting out. I mean, you're right. I didn't think about that because, I mean, I, I have never seen someone do that. And that would be, that's PTSD. I mean, PTSD comes out in weird ways. And I mean, he probably had PTSD oh my God. just from being born to a 12-year-old yeah, mother. There's that. I mean, he was too naked and dirty yeah. walking around a motel. Yeah. I don't even know if they lived at the motel. Right, exactly. I mean, there's so much trauma in this whole story. I mean... But Angela Corey doesn't give a fuck. She's like, no, this guy's a fucking Jeffrey Dahmer if I've ever seen one. It's like, yeah, no, sweetie. (laughs) He's not. So, Christian is the youngest person in Jacksonville, Florida history to be charged as an adult with first-degree murder. Good job, Jacksonville. Good job. Do you want a cookie? So Christian actually got very, very lucky because a team of private attorneys stepped in and took over his case from a public defender in February 2013. Oh, thank God. 
God, I love attorneys that do this shit. Where they're like, you know what? I'm going to pro bono this. This is some fucking bullshit right here. So snaps. You want to name their names? Do you have their names? I have one of their names. Great. And I'm going to talk about it later. But I don't have all of their names. I'll get to one of their names in a minute. That Because he made some statements. Good. I'm really, really happy that some people saw this and were like, that's fucking crazy, guys. What are we doing? So he actually pled his case down to manslaughter and aggravated battery. And he received a juvenile sentence as part of his plea deal. There we go. Hank Cox, C-O-X-E, one of his attorneys, said they left the final decision to accept the plea deal up to Christian. Wow. Now, <clears throat> his public defender had tried to get him a plea deal and was unable to do it. Right. And and that's nothing against public defenders. It's just the fact that a lot of times those guys are ones that are either overworked, overworked or newer. Overworked, or, too many cases. They right. don't have, and they also may not have the connections. Yep. And they're not private practice, super fancy, yeah. expensive ass mm-hmm. Johnny Cochran kind of lawyers that get paid a million or whatever dollars every time they go to court. So unfortunately, it's more appealing to make a million dollars per trial versus doing it for fucking free. Yes. So circuit judge Mallory Cooper is the one that accepted the plea agreement that would keep Christian incarcerated in a juvenile facility until January 2018 when he turned 19 years old. Okay. This would only be about seven years that Christian would be incarcerated, and part of his sentence... You're going to love this. Part of his sentence was to receive treatment for any, they say any, like he might not have some. For real. Psychological troubles. Yeah. And okay. continuous education, and he had to either get a high school diploma or a GED. Okay. All of this is good. I'm loving all, that's fine. That's yes, good. I loved all of that. And I, in fact, probably the best place, because who yes. the fuck can afford therapy? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. It's good. Then once he was released, Christian would serve an additional eight years on probation and be arrested for any violations. Okay, so 27 is when mm-hmm. it's like finally he's mm-hmm. off probation, mm-hmm. able to live life. Okay. Some of the conditions included staying away from his other siblings unless they sought him out to meet him. He had another half-brother and a half-sister. Mm-hmm. He was not to spend any unsupervised time with anyone under 16 unless it was approved by his probation officer, and he must look for a job once he was eligible. Again, all of these are very reasonable Normal things, things for yep. anyone on probation. Yep. So after five years on probation, a judge can terminate the probation if Christian abides by the conditions and they seem... Like and, they're fitting into society and everything's fine. And if a judge determines... Okay. They can Great. do that. Oh, thank God. Okay, that... That worried me there because I was like, you've got to be kidding me. We're really going to triple down on this terrible situation? Like, for real? So, remember my cunt friend, Angela Corey? Yeah. And what she said about not having a choice in trying a 12-year-old as an adult? Well, this viper strikes again. She claims she never intended to send Christian to prison for life, but he would have faced, and he would have never have faced the execs. I'm sorry. She never intended on to send Christian to prison for life, but he would have faced the exact sentence if he had gone to trial and been convicted for first-degree murder. Cunt, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no, there's no like, other... Like... First-degree is one of two things in Florida and or Texas, and, and I'm not sure about Florida's death penalty law, but I'm pretty sure it's... Life or death. death. Correct. Life or death. That's so it. How there's no... Sit, sit there and say, you never intended to send Christian to prison for life, 
But that's what he would have faced if he had gone to trial. Like, like, Ugh. so were your, was your intent for him to get the death penalty? Was that your intent? You know, like, what doing, was your intent then? She's doing a CYA, a cover your ass. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing. So the heifer went on to say she hopes he will receive treatment, counseling, and the other and other help that will keep him from reoffending. Bitch. No, this is one of those other moments where she's like, I'm not wrong. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. cannot admit that she is wrong. See, here's mm. the thing, Florida no. State Attorney. You could have made sure that happened without charging him as an adult for first-degree murder. This is a fucking backpedal statement, probably because of the outrage your constituents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. had on social media. And then it's like, oh shit, I'm not going to get reelected. You fucking cunt. Mm-hmm. So after the court hearing, Angela said, and I quote... We believe this was the best way to resolve the case to reach the middle ground we were striving for from the inception. A middle ground that would both punish and rehabilitate Christian Fernandez. She's such a fucking liar. She is such a fucking liar. I fucking... Are you serious? I fucking hate her. Oh my God. So... I believe this bitch realized there was no way in hell anyone was going to convict a 12-year-old who grew up neglected, abused, and witnessed his abuser commit suicide. So the fucking skank had to plead in order for Christian to be punished for his actions. And then she came in with her bullshit statements about rehabilitation. She wanted to throw him in an adult prison as a child. She did. She from the get. I love how she put the statement in there from the get go. Like from the from the start of this, I was trying to get him rehabilitated. I'm sorry. Have you been to any prison? Is sure as shit is not rehab. No. 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 Not even juvie. Uh And you've been to juvie. As much as they do try to help those kids, it's still a goddamn prison for kids. I wasn't incarcerated in juvie. I did volunteer work there. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. No. Definitely make sure to make that statement. No. You did volunteer work and you worked with the kids, but it is prison for Mm -hmm. kids. I'm sorry. It's what it is. So Hank said that he believes that Christian would, wouldn't be in trouble in the future. He also disclosed that Christian has been keeping up his grades and he made friends while in custody. And according to Hank, and I quote, he balanced everything and said, I want to move on with my life. Good. I'm proud of him. But we're not done with our good friend Angela because she can't stop contradicting herself. <sighs> Don't stop, never stop stopping, apparently. The hill she's chosen to die on is her office's decision to indict Christian as an adult. In doing so, she released new details from the grand jury that didn't need to be released and details that the defense team denies. According to this asshat, and in full disclosure, it could be a true she says he says situation and I don't like Angela, so I'm choosing to believe the defense. So back to the, I'm going to say, alleged details that were released. It was the medical experts, they estimated that David's head and face were struck more than a dozen times. And Angela said, and I quote, this was not an accident, it was a deliberate act. Now, I'm going to elaborate on why I'm choosing to believe the defense when they deny Angela's new details. And it goes into more than, I just don't like her. How many stories have we told that the prosecution brought in medical experts and their interpretations of the injuries were not exactly true to form. And later, after the fact, they actually recanted their testimonies. And we have to also remember that these experts are also paid for their opinions. Yep, and they're people, which means they can make mistakes because, especially medical examiners, 
two can look at the same thing and have two different answers. Opinions. Yep. Opinions. And medical examiners are not there to determine if a person has been like, oh, this person's guilty, this person's not. They're there to go, this evidence shows that this is a homicide, suicide, or undetermined. And that's it. And a lot of or times, natural. if they do know the case and they knew, do know the prosecutor, they try to make it fit into the prosecution's box. Yep. Which is why an independent medical examiner, I feel, needs to always do. But we know that's and, not and reality. And especially since this was the medical examiner that presented to the grand jury that in Dieted him as an adult for first-degree murder. Yeah. So I feel it's a little biased. And also, (sighs) what grand jury in their right minds? Fucking Florida. I know, but still, like, come on, guys. If you were on the grand jury, send us an email because we got questions. Explain. It's literally, help us understand this. So I, I have another side note unrelated to this case because... It has to do with Christian, and it has to do with other bullshit that the prosecution tried to do. An unrelated sexual battery case against Christian involving his other half-brother was dropped by prosecutors the November he was arrested and indicted. It was dropped because of lack of evidence. Like, what are you... Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Like, when did that happen? Like, what what made y'all think that you could investigate him for that? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that was just a little side note in one of the articles. And I'm like... What? I think they were just trying to add extra charges. And then once they realized there's zero fucking evidence... Yeah. They were like... "Mm, Shit. Fuck, we gotta drop these charges. Yeah. But also the charges were filed, so it looks just as bad. (sighs) So, we know when Christian was supposed to be released. But was he? On his 19th birthday in January 2018. Mm. Yes, He was, but his current location is unknown, as I think it should be, and even if I did happen to find out where he was, I wouldn't tell you. No, he needs to be able to live his life, live through the probation period, and move on. What about the mom? So, I realized realized this morning, I dove so deep into Christian, I forgot about the mom. (laughs) You're like, so part two coming up next week on. (laughs) No, we're kidding. No, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to say she holds more responsibility, but I think she does. Because if you're just looking at ages alone, she's 24, he's 12. She is the adult in that dynamic. She should have been the one to go instead of waiting four hours. Holy shit. I need to get my, my son to a hospital. Right. So I think there's more responsibility on her side than on Christian's side, even though Christian did the thing. She didn't take David to the doctor in time to save his life. And she should have known better because she was an adult, quote unquote. Now, this is where I'm also curious about her IQ and her age level. You know what I'm saying? Because that does play into this. I think that she might be a little been arrested development, you know, and that's nothing against her. I'm just saying it's, it's, I'm getting this vibe from how she's parenting. I just Googled and it says circuit court judge, James Daniel sentenced Vianella Susana 
to 10 years in prison, but he credited her with two years, four months. She has already served in jail awaiting the consequences and suspended the rest of her sentence to probation. Okay. And as long as she abides by the conditions, she will not have to go to prison for her role in the death of Christian's half-brother, two-year-old David. So she basically is in the same situation that Christian's in right now. She got probation. zero jail time. Okay. Okay. So yes, she got a 10-year prison sentence, but it's suspended. So as long as she can behave herself on fucking probation, she gets zero fucking jail time. And I think that's bullshit. Yeah, of the two, she definitely, definitely, I feel, held more responsibility in that. It's just all bad, really. Oh, okay. Hold on. Now she's charged with DUI. So does that mean she has to go to prison? I mean, that does violate your parole, for sure. So it probably is not faring well for her, because especially if this happened in 2011 and then 2013. So yeah, she would be... Either finishing up her parole right around now, or it has been over. Well, it says jail records show she was released Monday afternoon. Okay. And that's recent? That was 2019. Okay. Yeah, so actually she would have, if it's 2019, that is a violation of her parole. But it says she went to jail and then was released. And it might have been one of those things, somebody paid her bond, and then, you know, her trial date is set for blah, 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 date kind of thing. Yeah, but let me click. Where is she today? That's a wild case, dude. And it, it's just so many ins and outs there. Luis and the the original fucking Jose and the all of it. It's just that's insane. Insane. Wherever Christian's at, I hope he's doing well. I hope he's doing well. Yeah. Um, and his mom is the real cunt of the story. Yeah, she didn't necessarily set him up for success there at all. And Angela Corey. Oh, my God. I don't understand this idea. And honestly, if you're a cop, look, we're not cop haters. We understand the purpose of you. We're all for it. But... I didn't say one thing bad about no, a cop. No, I know. She I'm just the state attorney. You know, there's that too. But <laughs> state attorney, prosecutors, cops, right? They all are on one side of the law. And then there's defense attorneys who are on the other side of the law, correct? So cops attorneys all these guys for some reason cannot admit when they are wrong and i do not understand why honestly i would vote the shit out of you if you admitted you were wrong and got someone out of jail because you were wrong i would be like great you get 10 more votes of mine in the next 10 elections because you basically said i fucked up and then I got this person out because I fucked up. Versus I'm going to quadruple down on my error from the get-go and go, nope, I was never wrong. No. I mean, how many times no, no, no. did Angela Corey contradict herself? I mean, the whole time. Exactly right. Like, bitch, please. Your first Just mistake say, was charging a 12-year-old who yeah. accidentally hurt his brother. Okay, let's say it was an accident. Let's say it wasn't. Let's say... First of all, I can't find out where she is. I'd have to Google the Florida prison system and see if she's in prison. Let's say it was an accident. Let's say he pushed him on purpose. This baby was abused his entire life. But even if it was intentional, the first thing he did when adult entered the room was, help me. Help me. I hurt my brother. I didn't yeah. mean to do this. Yes, I pushed him. 
But look how injured he is. Yep. It wasn't intentional. First degree murder is when you intentionally kill someone. Yeah. And you've plotted it. You thought ahead of time about it. Like, I'm going to catch them off guard when they're doing X because I've studied them. And therefore, I'm going to do this thing. It's not a, we're fucking around, playing as kids. I push him once into the bookshelf and he's like, stop. And then you push him again and then you accidentally hit, he hits his head all fucking weird or whatever. And they're like, oh fuck. Oh shit. Mom comes home. You're like, mom, 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 mom. He's unconscious. Please help me. And you're thinking the adult would do the adult thing, which is taking them to the hospital. I mean, I just. Yeah. It's. It's kind of, you got two for this. In this case, you got Christian and you got Mama. Yep, yep. And none of them are without trauma. The whole thing is fucking trauma. Like, all of this is bad. But I think, I think at the end, thank God, reason prevailed somehow in that whole situation. Well, I think we have to thank Hank Cox and oh, yeah. his bro squad. Hell yeah. Super true. For stepping in and thank you taking over for whatever public defender. I mean, I'm not saying he was doing a bad job, but he couldn't get it done. Yeah. No. And the other thing is I feel like public defenders might be, like I said, a little more inexperienced and they don't know like, oh, there's a loophole here. There's a workaround here that we can use to get someone like this out. Well, and I think prosecutors don't respect them so they're not willing to play ball with them like they are with high dollar attorneys that's true. like i said the public defender tried to get a plea bargain and they weren't willing to play ball these lawyers stepped in and all of a sudden look yeah all of a sudden now there's a fucking bargain on the table no you're exactly right you are right because the other thing is is let's just say i'm gonna i'm using cochran because he's like off the top of my head but you know some high price lawyer comes in makes you look bad you know, mm-hmm. it's better to like, oh, I was actually the saint that gave the, the Johnny Cochran the plea deal. You know, I look good now, you know, versus this. You gave away a plea deal to a public defender. What the fuck are you doing? This guy's not even getting paid. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. perception thing. So you're right. It, yeah. it is all about that. Perception. I mean, and honestly, I really feel like if Angela Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, thought she could get that conviction, there never would have been a fucking plea deal. Oh, no. No. But I think she knew she was shooting from the hip from the get to make it look good for her own career somehow, which, I'm sorry. How does it fucking look good charging a fucking (laughs) child as an adult with murder? It's Florida. And it's Texas. And you know what I'm talking about. Now, I mean, there is that Florida kid who stabbed that his classmate multiple times Different. Difference. Di- that's a complete different story. Different. Send that kid to prison for the rest of his life. What was the kid that you covered that smothered his m- multiple of his siblings? Do you remember his name? What did he do whenever mom came home? Oh, they just fell in the tub. Oh, it was an accident. Yeah. You see uh, what I'm saying? There yeah. is a big fucking yes, difference a between. huge difference. And that kid needs to be in a box. And yes, that's fine. forever forever that is where that kid needs to be yes this kid does not need to be there nope. and i've always said that too i've always said there are some children that need to go to adult prison and fucking stay there forever and there are some kids that need to not yeah yep and it's not black and white and it, nope it, it's not you can't just 
the hard part is the law has to be written in black and white, but there's so many nuances, as we know, life is nuance, that it, it's, I'm just glad, like you said, that there are people that g g step in and go, this is insane, and we can't be doing this. Like, what kind of world will we be if we convicted a 12-year-old of first-degree murder? It just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I've also always said, like, when you convict these children as adults, even the ones that deserve it, like, even the ones that if you let them out, they will become Dahmers, mm -hmm. you don't send them to adult prison as adults. No. They, you, you send them to the juvenile system, and then as at, when they turn an adult, you put them in the adult system. Right, right. Because what happens is they try them as adults, they are adults, and they put them in adult prison, and they segregate them, right? Yeah. And we know that is not no mentally okay for anyone. No. Adults, let alone children. I mean, so. imagine being a 12-year-old around a group of like 20-plus your old men who have done legitimately heinous things. I can tell it's you scary as fuck. Let's do that. It's not good. It's not you don't, good. Actually, I'm not going to tell you because you don't want me to. No, but it's it's not a good situation. So you're I right. Mean, it's, it's not like you just go, okay, we're trying you as an adult. We're charging you as an adult. You're going to adult prison. Try them as an adult. Charge them as an adult. Give them the adult sentence, but put them over here. Yeah. And graduate and, and them then, over here. Yes, right. And honestly, I'm going to still say this again. One of the biggest crimes I feel like happened after Dahmer's case, besides like the fact that it even fucking happened that many men because of homophobia. That's the biggest fucking crime. The second one was that we didn't study Dahmer's brain. Because I do believe there may have been some insights we could have learned from his fucking brain that scientists could have been able to, to glean. We like, we have like pieces of Einstein's uh, brain, for instance, mm -hmm. that people study that have taught us things. So I feel like had we had it, we may have been able to prevent future type situations. But right. anyway, so the person I'm talking about today actually funnily enough goes back to kind of the beginning of our episode and is actually in the horror genre. So Interesting. Again, synchronicity. I mean, maybe we've spent too much time together. That's true. Born to Janet Lee from Hitchcock's Psycho and Tony Curtis from Sweet Smell of Success on November 22nd, 1958 in Los Angeles, California, Oscar winner Jamie Lee Curtis is an incredible actress and person, which is why I'm covering her today. I mean, <laughs> you love her, right? I mean, movies. Right? But... You've seen Halloween, the OG. I love Halloween. And you watched the last two. I watched the last one. The last one. Now, there might have been one before the one that I think is the one before, but I don't know. Halloween H2O? Okay, so there wasn't one between H2O and that one? Yes. Kills, Halloween kills, and then Halloween ends. I don't think I saw kills. Okay, yeah, it goes kills and ends. Okay, got it. So, obviously, Jamie Lee was born into Hollywood royalty. And some would say she's a Nepo baby. This is a new thing. Look, I would say this. Like, where in the world isn't there nepotism? <laughs> like, it's, especially in Hollywood. Is Come it on. at your job? It's not my job. Yeah. Jamie herself, though, has carved out her own success beyond her parents' legacy, obviously. 
She also has a sister, and her parents divorced when she was four. She lived with her mom and new stepdad, Robert Brandt. And believe this, I didn't realize this because she's incredibly intelligent. She struggled in school. She went to three high schools in four years. And then she went to the University of the Pacific in Stockton, California before she was like, fuck this. I like to act. I'm going to I'm gonna be an actress. So do you know why a lot of times people struggle in school that are extremely intelligent? Because school's not at their level? Because they're bored. Ah, uh, yeah. I can see that. Because they're actually more intelligent than what's being taught. Mm. And so the teacher starts, right? You have the teacher. They go over it once. The, instru- the intelligent kids, they get it. But the teacher keeps on going for the Everybody. average student. Yeah. Or actually the lower average student in class. So they get bored. And their mind wanders and they do whatever. And so it seems like they're not paying attention. And then they like... Teachers get on to them and things like that. And they appear to be the troublemaker, but mm-hmm. in all actuality, they're just like, dude, no, I just got this already and I don't need to be rehashed and can we move on? I, she may be, have been in AP classes now if she were. Right. Now. Like, right. I remember, like, okay, I'm really bad at math, right? Mm-hmm. When I, I remember being in, like, the fifth grade, the teacher going over math and I would get it. But then... All these people would have questions, and I would be bored. I'd be like, what's your problem, dude? And I would get bored, and I would zone out, and I wouldn't pay attention. Mm. And then, like, I'd come back, and... By that time, you're like, I'm just so over all of this, I don't even care anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah? Makes sense. Thank you. now I'm terrible at math. Yeah, because you're like, fuck this shit. (laughs) Well, and I mean, maybe she'd moved on to something else by the time I was brought back from whatever wonderland I was in... (laughs) And I probably missed, like, something important. Yeah, that's, yeah. And you know how math is. It's steps. Linear. Oh, yeah. And if you miss something. Then you're like, fuck, how am I going to show my work? Because I don't remember this piece because I was zoned out. And here's the thing about, here's the thing about math. And here's what has pissed me off more than one time with my own child. My own child can look at a math problem, give you the fucking answer. He would get problems wrong because he wouldn't show his work i completely understand that it i was similar to that and i used to bug the fuck out of me i'm like why do i have to show my work whenever i got the answer why does it matter if i got the fucking answer why does it matter because and here's why i say that everyone's brains think and process differently some people like to show their work some people can look at it and understand and go here's the answer some people don't even have to show all their work. They show part of their work. So like, why are you pushing all of us into this one lane of you have to show your work to understand, you know, how you, you got from here to there. Why? Like I have a very smart child right down the hallway. Mm-hmm. He is so fucking smart. Yep. His grades don't reflect it because he's bored. Right. And my kids go to, I say my kids. My other <laughs> kid, kid. My kid goes yes. to an inner baccalaureate school. Mm-hmm. Right. His grades don't reflect how smart he is because he's bored. And that's that's it. I feel like there has to be, we have to start to realize this as a society, but let's first start paying teachers actual living wages. Let's start there. But we could we could talk about that for another 12 hours and yeah, 15 we episodes. Could, we, we could. And, and so, <laughs> like, I, 
it's frustrating for me to have an intelligent child mm. and just the, the the grades don't reflect it doesn't mean that they're not it just means that they're like you said they're bored of their skulls because it's not well, being challenged well and, and especially when you add like being stubborn on top of it yeah, and that's... like <laughs> yeah this is stupid and I'm like You've got to conform. You just have to do it. Like, I know you think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. I really just need you to fucking... Dude, how many times at work have you been like, I fucking hate this process. It's stupid. It's archaic. But you know what? I'm not going to have to fucking check this fucking box because it's my job to check this fucking box. As much as I hate to, as much as I hate to do what I'm being told to do, even though I know it's not going to lead to anything in the future, I'm going to have to check this box. Or... Because somebody else didn't do their job. I got to do their job in order to do my job. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Well, Jamie Lee was very much like that. I mean, and I think she's an incredibly intelligent person. So whenever she decided to go into acting, like everyone, you start with smaller roles. I mean, she started from the ground. And then she was in the movie Operation Petticoat with her dad, which is cool. And Cary Grant before getting her breakout role in 1978 at age 20. And John Carpenter's Halloween as Laurie Strode. I will fight every single one of you. One of the best movies ever. Oh, yeah. Easily. Hands down. Hands down. 100%. Movies and horror movies. Like, it it checks both categories for me. I'm with you. Every single one of you. I will take you on. I, honestly, I doubt anyone would fight you on that. Because it is a f- fucking phenomenal movie. I mean, obviously, now it's an iconic piece of movie history. And her portrayal of the final girl... I feel with was really cool because she wasn't this wilting flower like, ah, and then like she gets killed. It was like she fought back. She hid. That was a new moment in horror history, I feel, because before then it was the woman was the fodder. The woman was the, let me just stab, 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 kill. And yeah. then it, she was the, and then you move on and you see how horrible this killer is. It's all focused on the killer. Instead, there's a, there was this interesting dynamic between this is my brother Mm-hmm. And also, like, I'm fighting back against my brother. That scene with her in the closet is still, to me, one of the best fucking scenes of all time in movie history because it's very tense. You feel it. You feel the intensity of that scene. You feel like you're in that fucking closet with her. And the fact that there's no music, it just feels very real, very visceral. Can we discuss the Halloween music for a second? Oh, God, it's amazing. Amazing. Best movie music. Oh, Hands down. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The only rival, I would say, is Friday the 13th. That's the only rival in horror. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. I can't. Well, Jaws. If you count Jaws as a horror film, like I do, <laughs> I consider that a horror film. But yeah, so in, at age 20, she was already, like, starting off pretty freaking strong. Now, there was a drawback to being in a very highly successful horror film at 20, because then she got kind of shoehorned into, she is a horror icon. Yeah, she was typecasted at that mm, point. Yeah. So then she was in movies like The Fog, Prom Night, Halloween 2. And believe it or not, I use this incredible New York Post, or excuse me, New Yorker article written by Rachel Sim on December 1st, 2019, where it was just a Q&A with her. She actually gets scared easily. And this is why she doesn't like horror films. Believe it or not, she actually doesn't like horror films you know i've heard that yeah from a lot of actresses that mm-hmm. are in horror movies yeah and i get that like i i was trying to put myself in her shoes and i was like yeah i could see that like i would like to be in one it'd be fun to act in one because it'd be fun to be like you know scared and like 
hiding and shit. But at the same time, like, it'd be terrifying as shit. I think I've heard that. I heard that in an interview with the Megan actress, too. Fox? No, no, no. The movie Megan. Oh, yeah. The little girl that played Megan the robot? No. The little girl that played the little girl. No, no, no. The... One of the adults. Blake Light... Nope. Luke? Nope. Something Bell. I, I know you're talking about. I don't I know. know. One of the adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She also was like a producer or something for the film as well. Yeah. No, I get that. It's, it's intense, you know? So then came the critical success, though, with the movie Trading Places in 1983. Now, you've seen that, right? Is- Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy, Wall Street. Eddie Murphy's like a homeless guy. Aykroyd's no, a Wall Street guy. Oh, my God. You have got to see Trading Places. It's everywhere. Go to your streaming service immediately and watch Trading Places. It's it's actually very, <laughs> it's still relevant. She plays a sex worker with a heart of gold. Mm. She's amazing. Incredible. And she actually won a BAFTA for this movie. And then came the now meme famous movie Perfect with John Travolta. Now, this is iconic. You may have seen this on Instagram. There's a, a workout scene with Jamie Lee as like the workout instructor and John Travolta as one of the people like taking her class and they're doing like this hip gyrating motion. Mm-mm. Okay. It's a meme, but it's from the movie Perfect. It was fucking canned. It's a flop of a movie, but that specific scene has been in a lot of different memes I've seen and gifts and all this kind of stuff. And then after that, she got more and more roles to the 1980s and 90s. And here's just some of them. A Fish Called Wanda. 1985, Blue Steel, 1990, My Girl, was, she was in 1991. She was in My Girl? Yeah, I want to say, and, and, and I need to rewatch it. I think she was the mom, wasn't she? Of the funeral parlor? And also, 1991 Girl. I cannot believe that My Girl came out in 91. Shit, I'm old. You were like t- two. I wasn't two. I was math and five. It doesn't matter. Point is, ninety one, and then she was in True Lies in nineteen ninety four. Oh, I love True Lies. It's just a phenomenal movie, and Jamie, sis, looking hot as fuck in that movie. Like she looks damn good. She played the stepmother, Harry's new wife. Yeah, yeah, okay. I thought so. Who worked as his makeup artist in My Girl. Okay, yeah. So then in 1998, she took back the Halloween series and starred in Halloween H2O, which was okay. Yeah, it was... (laughs) I mean, but it was still cool to see her again. I kind of love that it had... Josh Hartnett. Nope. Oh. Mm. 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 Blonde. Has a daughter with Heath Ledger. Oh, Michelle Williams? Yeah. Wasn't that? I believe so. Holy shit. Go to IMDb. Now I'm curious. Was that, was she for real? Yeah, I forget. Michelle Williams didn't always do like indie and like serious pictures. Back in the day, she used to do like basically everything. Because she was in Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. She would like to forget she was in Dawson's Yeah. Creek. Yeah, I'm sure she would. She's like, yeah, I'm actually like a serious actress. Oh, please. That made her. That's true. So don't even with that. 
I'm, I'm totally extrapolating. She's never said these things. Like she's actually yeah. a really cool person from what I understand. I mean, I would assume Heath wouldn't choose just anyone to have as a, as a soulmate. I do still love and appreciate Heath so much. I feel like we lost yeah. something huge. Michelle Williams was in it. Oh shit. Hey, I forgot about that. Nice. Hmm. You had me thinking I was crazy because no. you know movies and I'm like, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I just watched it once and I was like, meh. You know, I was like, eh, pass. Besides all the success in her work life, I mean, and you know, we can keep going into her movies. She's a multifaceted person, has written, believe it or not. Oh, sorry. I skipped over a part though. Okay. So from then until now, she started 80 movies and counting. And her most recent ones have brought her talent back into the spotlight with 2019 Knives Out by Ryan Johnson and 2022's Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is a fucking incredible movie that she won her first Oscar for. So not only has she been an actress, she also writes a shit ton of children's books. Like I'm talking like 10 children's books plus. I mean, like she's written a lot of children's books. Here are some of the titles, which I love. Today I Feel Silly and Other Moods That Make My Day, 1998. And then here's another one I really love. I'm Gonna Like Me, Letting Off a Little Self-Esteem in 2002. I'm a little shocked that you skipped over the gem that is Freaky Friday with... Lindsay Lohan? Yes. It's okay. I prefer the OG. I prefer the OG with Jodie Foster. I mean, I do too. I just... It's okay. Felt like... No, because I have a thing with Lindsay Lohan. You know she's pregnant, right? Yeah, okay, who gives a shit? Like, so here's my thing with Lindsay Lohan. Like, I really, really liked her a lot. That's why I was like, she's not going to mention this? No, because I got angry during her drug years at her. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? They were all doing drugs. Yeah, but she got the worst of it. That's for sure. I think that the media told you about Oh, for sure. the worst. I oh, don't yeah. necessarily think it means she was the worst. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, she was in rehab three times before she was 21. Glad she was in rehab. But it's also like, sis, like, why is this not sticking? Like, come on, girl. Let's go. But as we know, addiction is a fickle bitch. She really is. She's the only one that you knew was in rehab three times before she was 21. True. But... Yeah, Lindsay, and then I was like, why are you making these decisions? And I was like, you know, we're all like 20s. It is what it is. We all make bad decisions. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel like Lindsay is, she didn't have the best childhood. Her mom is one of those like dance moms kind of moms. Uh-huh. She's you know? a momager. Oh, for sure. Looking at you, Christina. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have the best experience. I am happy that she's having a baby, but I'm also kind of like, eh. I'm just kind of over celebrity, like, culture. Like, I don't, I'm not going to go run out and buy people anymore. You know what I mean? I'm like, eh. I, I mean, I kind of feel like she got pregnant because... Something Paris, to do? Because Paris had a baby. Oh, did she... Wait, Paris had a baby? She just got married. Via surrogate? Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. God, it's just wild. Those three, her... Okay, so Lindsay, Brittany, and... You know, Paris used to be the running crew for a minute in 2006, 2008. Remember that? Yeah. And then you look at them now and you're like, this is wild. Like, it just, none of these paths I would have ever thought for any of them, right? It's just, honestly, let's just go here. Hollywood is a cancer and it eats people up and it's toxic and it spits you out. 
And that's what I really think Lindsay would have had a better chance had she not been ever introduced to the Hollywood system as her mother introduced it to her. There are plenty of child actors that are very successful and go on to live happy lives, but unfortunately... look at... Not all of them. The Olsen twins. Yeah, they took it from themselves and they decided to like, fuck it. We're going to make our own clothing brand and then we're going to fuck right off and that's exactly what they did. Now their youngest sister is full on in it and she's very successful, very happy and chilling. But she started much older. She did. They didn't. They They were babies. On Literally. Full House. Literally on Full House, yeah. Literally. <laughs> Children. So it's, like I said, I really want to blame Hollywood. I'm not mad at Lindsay. It's just like, for me, I felt like she was my, <laughs> she was my surrogate. If I could have ever gone to Hollywood and been a person, I would have wanted to be her. And I'm like, you fucked it, girl. You fucked up my career, damn it. Come on, Lindsay. <laughs> Get my career back on track. I always wanted to be an actress. And look at poor Amanda Bynes. Oh, bless. Oh, God. <sighs> Fucking mental health is so important, y'all. It's so important. Look how many famous people are having mental health issues. It's not a healthy way to live. That's actually exactly why I'm covering Jamie, because she is very much a person who talks about that bullshit that Hollywood puts on people, you know, and just mm-hmm. society. Let me let me get to that. So she's actually been married to Christopher Guest for since 1984. Wow. Which is like a thousand years in Hollywood time. Yeah. Like <laughs> one man since 1984. And just so you know, if you don't know who Christopher Guest is, So he was most known whenever he was an actor in the mockumentary, This is Spinal Tap. He played Nigel Tufnell. And then he himself did mockumentary movies, Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, A Mighty Wind, and For Your Consideration. Jamie and Christopher tried to have children. They could not. So they adopted two children, Annie and Ruby. Ruby, her youngest child, is now 25. She came out as transgender in 2021, and Jamie stated that they, quote, have watched in wonder and pride as our son became our daughter, Ruby. Both her kids are now married, and Jamie even officiated Ruby's wedding. Jamie has always been outspoken, like I said, on issues of what women should look like in Hollywood and, you know, what they shouldn't look like. And in fact, she came out with a piece, I think it was, I don't know, Esquire, Esquire or some shit, where right after she, you know, gained some weight and it was her with her like stomach out and she wearing like boy shirts and shit in like uh-huh. the 90s, which was a huge deal. Like people were like, oh, because back then, God, even into the 2000s, I'm going to say 2016, before the Me Too movement, really, if a woman showed that she had any fucking flaws in Hollywood, you were put over here in this like, mm, you're gross class. Right. You had to be perfect. You had to be a size zero or below. You had to be no flaws on your body, perfect hair, perfect skin, perfect everything. And it was insane. She was like, "Uh, no, fuck y'all. She's also very candid about her addiction to alcohol and Vicodin, which happened in the late 80s after a surgery and has she's been sober since 1999. She encourages others that are not alone in this issue as well, saying basically she's a, quote, public representative for a private issue. And I really appreciate that. I think that's a really good way to use your platform. She's also very outspoken on transgender rights. And she said when Ruby first came out to her, 
Quote, it was intimidating, but I wasn't worried. They had been so accepting of me my entire life. And she uses they, them for her daughter. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. It's they, them. Yeah. Done. She also has a charity called My Hand in Yours, which donates 100% of its profits to the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. And on that website, I went to it. They also sell like smart, small artist stuff and then like also other charity stuff. So like, it's like you're giving back twice, which is super sick. We'll have a link. She's now 65 and just beginning, I feel, her third act. And honestly, I cannot wait to see what happens after this. I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis is one of those people who's like been in the spotlight, out of the spotlight, in the spotlight, out of, like her whole life. Yeah. And I feel like she's always used it to her advantage of like, and she doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> That's what I most love about her. She doesn't give a fuck about the Hollywood system. Right. And she hasn't for years, and it's only until recently that other people have kind of caught up to her. Right. But she's been that way from the beginning. Yeah. And I think it does help to have Hollywood parents to kind of give you that perspective of it's, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. You know? I know you don't watch the trashy reality shows I watch. <laughs> and I love. Yes. But so if you watch my trashy reality shows, I only watch one specific Real Housewives, and it's the OG OC. Oh. So one of them... Heather Dubrow, she has several children that are part of the community. And just recently, she announced one of her younger children has come out as transgender. Oh, wow. That is trans just from she to he. Oh. And on National Sons Day, that's when she posted I th- on one of her social medias. She was like, we love our son, Max. Love it. Yeah. I fucking love it. I just love when parents are like, yeah, okay. Let's go. Like, let's move forward. You know what I'm saying? Not, let's not look back. Let's move forward. Well, and I love it when they have some sort of, yes, it's reality TV, whatever. But not only that, her husband is a... My son. I know. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. <laughs> I love it. He's just playing video games and, you know. We all get heated. He, no, it is. Him and his friends get heated. <laughs> Sometimes me and my husband leave each other and he goes, you think he's okay up there? I go, yeah, if he was really in trouble, he'd like come downstairs, right? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> exactly. His, her husband's like a plastic surgeon and he had his own like spinoff plastic surgery show. And so to have that level of fame. Mm-hmm. And to be that open and that honest and that supportive opens the doors for normal people Mm -hmm. to be that open, that honest, and that supportive of their own children. Yes, exactly right. And and I definitely want to – I'm going to PSA this episode and say we love you and we see you for you. We believe you are you, not the dead name that you used to go by. And also we fully support you in – your right to be who the fuck you want to be. And the fact that our society has decided to push back so hard against it. Out of the blue. I'm actually. years of acceptance. I'm going to do this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go with Billy Porter on this and say, the reason why people are pushing back so hard is because the change has already happened. And they feel like, oh, shit, they pulled the rug out from under us. 
And so they're like, oh my God. So they're scrambling. They're like, oh, we got to make these laws. And we got to make these then. And we got to ban books. And we got to do this. And we don't say gay and all this crap. And it's like, yeah, because the change already happened. And y'all are not willing to accept the change. And because of that, you're now having to like, oh shit, backpedal. Guess what? I feel like we should take that as an encouraging thing and go, cool, we got them. They're riled. That means that it's already happened and we can move, continue to move forward and let them, if you want to live in 1950s, 1900s, go for it. We're going to live in 2023 and onward. I mean, look at Cher. Oh my God. An icon. An icon. I mean, she's been she's accepting of Chaz for... Since shit before it was popular to exactly accept Chaz. Exactly right. And everyone, and I hate to admit it, myself included and people in my community used to make fun of that. And look how far we've come. And gone, fuck that. Who the fuck were we? And I think that's the point is the fact that we also need to allow for redemption. People that do change their mind, want to be open-minded, come across the aisle. We need to allow that as well. Just because they're a hateful bigot today doesn't mean that they can't change their mind and become a person who's open, accepting, and loving in the future. And I think that's one thing that we also need to start doing is going, look, baby steps are steps. Well, and here's another thing. There are people that are opening, accepting, and loving that don't completely understand all the aspects. And yep. And that's my pod hubby. And my pod hubby is a person who will ask questions mm-hmm. because not because they're not, but because they are mm-hmm. and is part of their process of being open, accepting and loving. They want to know all the things about you. Yep. And so sometimes and also being from the country, <laughs> you, it, you, it, the wording of such questions can come off not the right way. And it is very difficult for him to separate gender from sexuality. Yep. And I've been trying to educate him myself. And for him, he's like, I just need to talk to somebody. Yeah. That's going through it. And I'm like, honey, I'm scared for you to talk to somebody that's going through it because you're going to offend them. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like a lot of them don't. Like a lot, a lot of the people I've met, in fact, I've asked, like, what are your pronouns? And some people are like, oh, cool. It's, it's he, they, or she, they, or whatever. And they're super, they want you to like to ask questions. They're like, no, please, because it helps. Even if you're asking, like you said, like an awkward question in your own way, as long as they allow you that grace, I think that's important. That's what I'm trying to say. Allow people to grace to understand. I'm just afraid the way he's going to word the question is going to come off offensive. Oh yeah. And so like we're working on education at home (laughs) and the proper way to word said question should you ever come across somebody you feel comfortable asking said questions to right no for sure (laughs) I get that I get that because we all also let's go here we all have inherent things in our brain that were programmed there subconsciously even from a very young age how we grew up, whatever we saw on TV, who our parents were, what they believed, what they didn't believe, whatever. So unwiring that takes time. And the other thing is, is you don't often know that you have that bias, whatever perception until you run across it. And you're like, oh shit, you're right, I do. Holy crap. So then you have to self-reflect and realize, okay, can I grow past this? Yeah, of course I can do this. So I think that that's important. And that's exactly what I'm saying is the fact that he's even asking questions and wants to learn and understand is exactly where we all need to be. Yeah, and I mean, and here's the thing, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean you 
can't accept it. Yeah. And doesn't mean you can't educate yourself about it. Yep. I mean, you can go, you know what? That person is choosing to live their life as a female, even though they are born as a male. Okay, cool. I, I don't care that they do that. I don't understand why they do that. Maybe if they're okay with it, I'll have a conversation with them about it because mm-hmm. I want to learn more. Yep. And you can find the right person that's willing to discuss that with you. And actually, they would love to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because that's it. It it really is ground, like, roots for us. Like, I feel like, as we all can tell, the people at the top, either rich people or people in power in the government, don't give a flying fuck about us. We have to care about each other. There are more of us than there are of them. Exactly right. And they actually heterosexual people they don't care about you either no i mean like i mean that's the thing it's like as long as we can all kind of come together and go hey it's like here's where we're at it's like you don't want to take birth control you don't want to have abortions you don't want me to have hysterectomies you don't want me to have a sex what do you what do you want yeah what do you want gay you don't want me to be transgender like i i don't i don't know like what do you want from me yeah no for real it's insane it's infuriating you want me to be hands made tail i I get it pretty much pretty much which is why it took me so goddamn long to finish it i was like Like, that's the thing it's insanity is what it is. it is but it is it's insanity but just know that amanda and i both love you accept you for you we absolutely love who you are, who you're becoming. And I feel like as long as we can keep reaching for people versus pushing them away, that's a good thing. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. And you know what? I don't want to know what you do in your bedroom. No. And I don't really want I, you to know what I do in mine. I don't think you want to know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's boring. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, what do you know? <laughs> I mean, when it happens, it's hey, fucking yeah. exciting. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I actually... Spice up my life. Tell me what you do in yours. No, no, but please tell me what you do in your life. <laughs> you know, you know how I only read psychological thrillers and yes. type books. Yes. So I really was like, I need something happy in my life. <laughs> so I like veered off that train track with my latest latest read, and I was like, oh, this is like a humorous romantic comedy. I'm gonna read this book. Girl. Is it is it a murdery thing? No. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, watch, it's still a murder thing. <laughs> it's humorous, cute, romantic comedy meets erotica. Oh. <laughs> What's the name of this book? No, but for real, tell me the name of this book. It is. Let me pull up my meets app. erotica. Wait, it didn't have like a muscle bound dude on the front. No. I'll show you the cover. Okay, show me the cover. It's called Let me see. By Thread. It has a little black dress on the... Let me see this. Let me see if I can get erotica from the, the, the book cover. I feel like erotica books are bearing the lead lately. You know what I mean? This one sure is fun. Yeah, too. no, this looks like a, a chick flick. It's just got like a pink background and like a black, cute little black dress on the front. Which again, I would... Uh, yeah, I would think it would be like a, you know book about a fashion designer like a hmm yeah no like the devil's wears prada or something 
But hey, I mean, you got I erotica. Mean, Ashley, You're welcome. It is, it is very devil wears Prada e mm. ish. Love. With. Ooh. I mean, there's nothing wrong with spice. Oh, it gets very spicy in parts. Have you read erotica before this? Oh, girl, yes. Okay, yeah. You know. You know. It's I, great. Yeah, I do. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, as we know, all, everyone's imaginations are always better than the movie, so. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey is shit books and shit movies. Sorry, I said it. I said it. I've never read the books, never seen the movies. But, yeah. By a Thread by Lucy Scora. I definitely recommend it. I'm only... B-Y-A Thread. Oh, yeah. I'm only like 74% of the way through the book. 74%? Would you start it yesterday? A couple of days ago. Oh, my God. So, so jealous that you can finish the book so quickly. It's about Allie and Dominic. Ooh, Dominic. Oh, well, yeah. The guy's name is Dominic. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that when I picked the I book. I should have told you. Like, the guy's name is Dominic. I didn't know that when I picked the book. When I picked the book, I see this pink book cover with a little black dress. That's all I see. Still good for you. <laughs> Your husband's like, what are you reading? You're like, nothing. It's a romantic comedy. He's like, oh, okay. And you're like, mmm, spicy. <laughs> Drinking your glass of wine, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what? What? What's happening? What? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> anyway. So it was a, it's been a nice break from I would murder. Say, I would say so. Absolutely. Well, we hope that this was also a nice break from reality. Although we did get into some stuff, but because, like, we feel people are people and should be treated like humans. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Weird. So strange. We're so crazy like we that. Are. Us. It's odd. But thank you all so much for listening. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>